0: Man, good morning. God is good, isn't he? And all the time. Man, can you believe it's 2018? 2018, that's incredible, isn't it? Wow. I want you to do something, if you would. I want you to either take out your phone and get it on a memo, or, or if you have a paper and, and pen or pencil, I'd like you to take that out. And, and here's there's a couple of things I want you to write down. And these are for you. These are personal. These are things that, that you're going to be able to look back on. Here's the first one. I want you to write down, remind yourself of something that you're dreaming about with God. Something in your life that you would like to see happen. Closer walk with God, a more intimate walk with God, uh, your family to come to Christ. Uh, you need a, a, a new job. You need, you need something in your life. Something that's in your life that, that you and God are working on, that, that you're dreaming about. Something that, that you would like to see God do this year. Okay, everybody have that? Game. Well, if Dave has it, we're good. Here's the second thing I want you to write down. It's something that you've been praying about, talking with God about, that he is currently working on right now. You've seen some evidence of it in your life. God's working. You don't know how he's working, but you know he's working. You may not even understand what is asking you to, to do, in this dream that you and God have. But, but you know that he is asking you. He's working on something you've requested of him. And you're writing it down. So you have something you want to see. Something that God is already doing right now. And here's the third thing I'd like you to write down. I want you to write down a dream. A passion. A vision that you've had in your heart. That you believe you wanted to do for God or God wanted to do in your life that is dead? That you don't know how it's going to work out, you don't know, it looks like God missed the mark on that one. A dream that is dead. You say, well, that that could be a lot of different things, it can. But what is something that you felt like God had spoken into your life? And it's been years. And it still has not come to pass. No matter how hard you've tried, how hard you've, you've begged God, asked God, it, it seems like it, there's just a solid wall in front of you. So a dream that you'd like to see, a dream that God's working on, a dream that you think is dead. As a video talked about rethinking church rethinking the possibilities of what god can do as we start this year 2018 i think it would be good for us to kind of rethink what god wants to do in our life what what do you want and this is a question that you don't need to a- answer right now it's a rhetorical question uh, and you say "Well, well pastor why do you say that because i've had people in the past that would answer them for me Ah, which is great. I love that. But what is something that you would like to see God do for you? Start dreaming in your mind. What, what are some things in your life that you would like to see God perform, that you'd like to see God show up in your life? Physical, spiritual, financial, it doesn't matter. What are those things, what are those areas in your life that, that you would like to have God show up and show himself strong on your behalf? How about a personal, emotional Something that's just been rocking your world and you have no idea how God is going to turn the ship around. You don't know how you're going to weather the storm. But it's something that you need, that you're desperate for, that you want God to show himself strong on your behalf. What would you like to see God do for your church, for this church? know um, maybe have somebody turn the heater on earlier (laughs) but what would you like to see 200 people 300 people a thousand people what dream dream big in your mind and what what do you want God to do, because God is not a God of of limits. God is limitless. God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. It doesn't matter if you dream, God's dreams are bigger. And if, and if if you're trying to realize what God can do, what God wants to do is greater than what we can even comprehend. It's amazing what God wants to do. One of the things we can't do is allow the past to dictate our future. We can't look at the past, what's happened in our personal lives or what's happened in in your church life or what's happened in your family's life and say, well, that's the way it's always going to be because that's not the way it has to be. Paul said, forgetting the things which are behind, whether they're good or bad or indifferent, forgetting the things which are behind, I'm going to press toward the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. It's important to push aside the the things that have happened in the past because if you fell yesterday, it doesn't mean you're going to fall today. What you've done in the past doesn't mean dictate what you're going to get to do in the future. So don't allow your past. What would you like to see God do? Do you want to see Him save people? I mean, people, you know, there's nothing like a little baby to rock your family's world. You know, it, it was great when all the kids are grown. Because when you go have Christmas, they knew when all the kids are grown. You get up whenever you want to. You know, and if they're teenagers, you get up about noon. It's great. But when little ones come, 5 o'clock and everybody's out of bed. They have a way of rocking your world. New Christians are the same way. Don't you love new Christians? I love new Christians. I love it when, when there's babies, spiritual babies in God's house. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Do you want to see that? Would you like to see God heal spiritually, physically? Would you like to see God grow your church? Would you like to see God establish community, family, true family, that when one hurts, all hurt. When one has a need, they all have a need. Would you like to draw closer to God? I mean, close to Him. And if your desire is to draw closer to Him, you're joining a nationwide hunger, desire, craving for a closer, personal, intimate walk with God. I have seen over the last uh, few uh, months... There is a hunger in God's people, not for religion, but for relationship. They're striving, they're they're hungry to know more of God. They don't want to just build a, a church around a theology. They want to have an authentic relationship. There is a drive within God's people, within your spirit, that says, I want to know Him. I was reading Oswald Chambers this morning, and he is so good. And he, he spoke on this very topic, which I thought it was, the timing was uh, impeccable. And he said, many people know the word of God, and they know the blessings of God, and they even know God's promises, but they don't know God on an intimate relationship. Think about that for a moment. How well do you want to know God? I mean, do you want to know him over here, or do you want to have him here? Right here, every day. An intimate relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth. That, that boggles my mind. When we think about Christ coming, that God robed himself in flesh and became one of us, that, that we could have fellowship with him. It, it is too amazing. It staggers the mind to comprehend the love of God for us. And he invites us, he, he woos us into a relationship with him. You have a relationship with the creator of all things. I was watching a, a show uh, yesterday. Well, I was actually sleeping, and I woke up, and I saw a little bit of it. And it was talking about now, with a Hubble telescope, they can determine how, how old our universe really is. And, and I'm thinking, you know, even if you're right or even if you're wrong, it doesn't matter. You may know how old it is, but I know the one that started it all. Wow. And that one... That, that spoke this world into existence, the one, the one that cast the stars in the sky and, and calls them by name, the one that took the oceans and measured them in the palm of his hand, invites you and I into a relationship with him where we can know him, and he desires us to know him and wants to know us. Wow. Think about that for a moment. Christians around around the country, around the world are being pulled. It's, it's almost like a like a magnet it's being pulled. People are, are are rising up and saying, I need more of God. I need more uh, uh, of Him. And our district and here in, in the Southeastern district has heard that, that clarion call of God to, to rise up and to know more of Him. And they have decided that it is the district's focus to know more of him by by looking up toward the lord and looking looking in toward one another and looking out in evangelism and i want to speak to you this morning about looking up looking up looking up to god it seems right to start the year by looking up to god doesn't it and 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 saying here's 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 the things we were dreaming about here's the things that we would like to see god do in our own life in our church and everybody everywhere else and there's a lot of different ways we try to accomplish that we'll try to pray and and prayer prayer is essential prayer is necessary and we read and and reading is essential and and we do uh, lifestyle changes and we try to remove things from our life or we add things to our life to to try to draw us closer to the lord we may we may fast to lose a a few meals just so we can push our flesh down so we can draw closer to him and all of these are commendable and all of these practices are necessary but there's some things in scripture that i want to to look at found with this great example it was in our reading of enoch Enoch was an amazing man. Do you realize that Enoch came from Cain's lineage? You know, Cain that killed his brother? And Enoch was so loved of God, God said, Hey, I can't wait any longer, brother. I'm taking you with me. Isn't that great? You know what that tells me? It doesn't matter what family you come from your grandparents, your parents, it doesn't matter. It's about you. It's about your relationship. doesn't matter how close they were to God. doesn't matter how far they were from God. It's about our own relationship with the Lord. And I want to look at that, that passage of Scripture. It said, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and he was not found. In other words, they looked for him, couldn't find him. Because God translated him... For he had this witness born to him that before his translation he had been well-pleasing unto God. Think about that for a moment. Enoch pleased God. Enoch pleased God. Don't you want to be pleasing to God? Number one, I think that if you want, if you want to draw closer to God in your in your desire to look up to have a more intimate relationship with him try to please the lord i like it when when you know when your children are young and they do what you want them to do man it's great they're pleasing what is that that phase? They call it pr- uh, pleasing primaries when they're young and they do everything to try to please you and they write you cards and, and they cut out little hearts and they put them on your desk. Oh, it's great. I love that. And then, hello teens. <laughs> pleasing primaries. It, it's, it's amazing. And, and in many ways, we could be like that with the Lord, that, that we want to be pleasing... To him, We want to look at what makes him happy. What are we doing in our lives that is making him happy? Jesus said in Matthew 25, 34, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. He's talking about those that, that had visited those that were in prison and fed the homeless and gave water to the thirsty and, and clothed those that were without clothing. And, and he said... Unto them on his right hand, come, blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Isn't that incredible? So what what he is really saying is, if you want to be pleasing to God, love the Lord and love others. And allow the love for God to be seen in your life. And allow the love for others to be seen in your life as well if you see somebody that's hungry feed them if you see somebody that needs clothes clothe them i was really moved uh, the other day when when there was a drive when this cold weather hit and and i i didn't think it got this cold in florida so but people were bringing their coats and donating them for those that were homeless you know, and I was thinking the other day, just, you know, a couple of weeks before that, I thought, well, if you were going to be homeless, but well, this would be the place to be homeless. Just stay away from the alligators and you'd be okay. But man, it, it was cold. And, and people were taking care of those that they didn't know. They were fulfilling Matthew 25. See, so those that love God, they please God and they, and they love God and they love God others and they act on that love so that's the first thing that we need to do if we want to please God is is we need to love him here's the second thing that that I want to look at this is found in in Genesis 5:24. it says Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him he walked with God walked he walked with God you ever walk with somebody we were in, in uh, France a few years ago, and we were down in, in the, uh, what was it, the Toulouse? It was one of the areas we were in France, I don't remember. After church, we went out and, and, and had dinner at, at, a, at a, one of the family's homes. There were several of us, and after the dinner, everybody got up and everybody went for a walk. And it was something they did every week. And it was really, really odd to me at first. I'm thinking, why am I walking with all these people I just met? But it was something really incredible happened. We were walking, we were walking through wooded areas, and we walked through these little streets, and we saw all these different sights. And, and it was amazing that you would strike up a conversation with somebody as you're walking, and then you kind of gravitate and go to another person and talk to them, and then you'd talk to them, or you'd round a corner, and we, we saw all these uh, chestnuts that had fallen out of the tree so everybody was going over there and picking them up we were celebrating that we got to have those and we could save them for christmas or whatever you wanted to do and then we it was just amazing you see these old berries and everybody goes over and starts picking berries together and the whole whole concept of walking with one another was you were living life together experiencing things together and seeing new sights together and you had somebody there you could say wow look at that Enoch walked with God he didn't pray in the morning and then go about his day he walked with God every moment of the day The scripture is emphatic when you look at the original text. It's a close relationship with God that was everywhere Enoch was, that's where God was. And wherever God was, that's where Enoch was. They walked together. You say, well, how can we walk together? Well, you can walk together by talking to the Lord while you're in your car. I have to do that because... I have this habit of wanting to listen to the radio, but it's the same talking heads all the time. So I I have to learn to turn off the radio and just talk with the Lord. Driving down the road, talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord when you're in the grocery store. Talk to the Lord wherever you're at. If you're going to talk to Him in the movie theater, make sure you do it quietly. But talk to the Lord. Allow the Lord to be part of your everyday life. And you say, well, he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He doesn't want to be involved in these small, mundane little things that I do throughout the day. Yes, he does. He wants to share the joys. He wants to experience the the lows with you. He wants to be there. He is a friend that stays closer than a brother. And he is as close as the mention of his name. So mention his name all day long and if you want to have that upward relationship with him learn to walk with him walk with him all the time have his presence with you because here's the reality his presence is always with us it doesn't matter where we're at where we're at or what we're doing god is always with us it's just us remembering that he is there It's our consciousness that realizes that that Christ is there and we're talking with Him and we're communicating with Him. He wants to discover life with us. He wants to experience the joys that we have and the sorrows that we have. Christ wants to be with us. So number one, strive to be pleasing to the Lord. Do those things that makes Him happy. Two, walk with him. Live your life every single day. And here's the truth. He didn't just walk. Scripture says, by faith, Enoch was translated. He walked by faith. Look what Scripture says. Without faith, it's impossible to be well-pleasing to him. You want to please the Lord? Walk with him in faith. What is faith? Believing in the things you don't see. Trusting in the things that you have heard of the Lord. Israel conquered Jericho by faith when they inherited the land and god said this is your land and the in the enemy was in the land and he says i have this giant wall and this is mine and i don't care who said you can have it this part of of this land is mine Israel marched around the walls by faith, not understanding how the walls were going to come down, not understanding how God was going to deliver, but knew that God said, I could have this land, so therefore, if I trust in Him, He'll bring it to pass. I don't know what part of your own life, that part of that promised land in your own life that that the adversary still is trying to to have hold on, but I do know this, no matter what it is, no matter what, if it's your attitude, if it's your anger, if it's your trust in God, whatever it may be, if the adversary has a hold in your life, if you'll be obedient and do what Christ asks you to do, the walls will come down. Because God said, that's yours. There's nothing in your life that the devil can have a stronghold in when we are obedient and we walk in faith with the Lord. There's a lot of things that that I have tried to conquer in my own life on my own. And I've realized I can't do it. But when I've trusted in him, and I put my faith in him, then the walls come down. It's hard sometimes to, to do what the Lord asks you to do when you don't understand. Those dreams that, that, you, that seem to be impossible in your life that you wrote down. If you'll trust in him, if you'll walk in faith with him, if you'll do what the Lord is asking you to do. Amazing things will happen When we put our trust in Him, when we put our faith in Him, when we realize that that greater is He that's in us than he that's in this world. That that if God God has said that we can have it, if God has spoken and said that there is nothing formed against you that shall prosper, then nothing that's formed against you shall prosper if we just trust in Him and walk in faith. Faith is trusting when your understanding says, no, I disagree with that. When the, when the widow of Nain had lost her, her son, her only source of, uh, of, of finance and life, and, and here they are, they're heading to the cemetery, and, and Jesus comes by and says, hey, why don't you stop a minute? Grabs him by the hand, and he raises him from the dead. See... I don't know what your dream is that you think is dead. I don't know what that dream is that you may have been holding on to for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. But I do know this. It doesn't matter if it's dead and buried. You serve a God that is in the the business of being able to raise anything from the dead. And it doesn't matter if you think it's over and it's done with. If God says, walk, it's going to rise and walk. It's important to trust Him. Faith says all things are possible when our understanding says it can't be done. When our human reasoning says, oh, we can't do that, faith says, let's push human reasoning out of the way and let's trust in God. That widow lost her only support, but God brought her situation back to life. Faith says, I don't know how. But I know a God that does. Man, I just think this year, if we want to look up, if we want that closer relationship with God, we need to be pleasing to Him. And there's one thing that really pleases Him is that when we walk with Him, Every single day. And we're not just walking with him in in the knowledge that we have. But we're walking with him in faith. And when we walk with him in faith. He will provide the answers. Because he wants us to trust him. Wow. I'm going to ask our, our praise team to come back. I want you to look at those. I want you to look at those. Dreams that you have that you wrote down. I want you to look at those for a moment. I'm going to ask you again. What is it that you want to see God do in your life this year? You want to see him transform your life? And you say, well, pastor. I'm I'm speaking to somebody right now. Pastor. It's just gone too far. There's no turning back. I would like to reverse the clock. I would like to reverse the situation, but I can't go back. That's your human reasoning. That's your carnal thinking. God says, trust me. Rely on me. Walk with me. Walk in faith. And see what I do. See if I cannot resurrect that dream that has died. If you're here today and you have that dream, you have a desire in your heart, and you know it's God-given. You know this is what God has placed in your heart, but you think, man, it's just impossible. I want you to understand that God is not only able, but he is willing today to speak life and hope into you. If you're here today and you have that dream and you say, well, Pastor, I have a dream. I have something in my life that God needs to resurrect. I just want you right now where you're at just to stand and say, by faith, Lord, I am walking with you. I am trusting you. This dream is yours. I'm asking you to speak life and hope. If you're here today and you have that dream, You want to see God transform. Would you just stand where you're at?